Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Here we go. It's a brand new edition of Flyers Daily for the 13th of January. As the Flyers uh, tomorrow will be back in action to take on the Washington Capitals. Second half of a home-and-home. Home. Flyers got that 5-3 win over the Caps uh, two nights ago. And uh, Travis Konechny with the hat trick in that game. Interesting stat from that game, by the way. Travis Konechny, the first player, check this out, became the fourth Flyers player and the first since Mark Recchi back in 2002 to score an even strength goal, a power play goal, and a shorthanded goal in the same game. Recchi actually did it twice. The other Flyers to do it were Bobby Clark and Rick McLeish. Uh, you may go, he had a power play goal in that game? Well, the empty netter was actually on the power play. So TK with the hat trick in that game, his second career hat trick. And we are pushing the case for Konechny. We're spelling case with a K. What you need to do is go to hash on Twitter, hashtag NHL All-Star Vote, and put Travis Konechny's full name in there. And that'll be a vote for TK to get him to the All-Star game as part of the fan vote, which goes until January 17th. So you've got, what, four days, five days to get that vote in for TK. Again, hashtag NHL All-Star Vote and Travis Konechny's name and uh, get that vote in for TK. Send him to the All-Star game. He's been unbelievable. To talk about Konechny, the recent play of the team, we've got a special extra appearance from the man, Bill Meltzer. He joins us on Mondays, usually Mondays with Meltzer. He'll be back Monday. Read his work on PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. And he joins us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Billy, how are you? I am, I am doing well. Um, you know, it's uh, games are very entertaining right now. Flyers Flyers are winning. There's always there's always ebbs and flows. But I, you're seeing what I think is genuine progress up and, up and down the roster. And, and some guys are particularly standing out. So, you know, it's all good. Uh, you know, you, for for all the people that are just ah, oh, they're they're you know, they're blowing they're blowing their their lottery chances. And I say, you know, I, I, I think well, watch what's going on right now. This is fun, you know. Yeah. In, enjoy it and let the chips fall where they where they may. Yeah, and it's interesting because, Bill, I, you know, I, I'm not going to come on and say, hey, I told you they'd be good because I didn't say that, and yeah. and, and I don't think and, all ills are cured right now. I yeah. think there's obviously a lot. This is a stretch. Torts yeah. talked about it after after the game against Washington and said, hey, look, the team's running good right now. They can turn the radio on after the game. He means the music in the locker room, and they can enjoy this, and he's happy for them. Um, but there's, there's still going to be pain, uh, yeah. but this is a stretch right now where over the last 14 games, I mean, they're 8-5-1. They've scored 53 goals in that period to average 3.78. This was a team that couldn't throw it in the ocean in the beginning of the year. What, what's behind this goal scoring? Is it this neutral zone adjustment they made? That That's certainly part of it. Um, they're much quicker and generally breaking out of their own zone. Um, they're They're forechecking in the offensive zone better. And part, part of that is coming through the neutral zone and, you know, and, and also, also when they do have to dump it in, you know, they're, they're making much more intelligent chip-ins where they actually have a little puck pursuit. Um, still, still improvements to make certainly on the power play side of things. The power play is really all over the map. You know, once they're, once they're actually set up, they're fine. The, the problem has been getting entry and getting set up. And that's, that still is an issue. It's an ongoing issue. And, and listen, you know, they're, they're, things are definitely flowing right now offensively. There'll come another point where goals 
get hard to come by. Even even teams that are you know more potent on paper than the Flyers go through those, and and that'll happen again. And you know they they're they're getting some puck luck. They're making puck luck too, but those those things turn sometimes. So you know it, it, it's a long long ride to go. The uh, upcoming schedule doesn't doesn't get easier. You know next next two games, and I'm, I'm sure we'll discuss that. You're you're going into Washington for the back end of a home and home. Um, they're, you know, they're gonna they're gonna want to respond to the front, and then then you're playing Boston after that, and yeah. so it, it it doesn't get easier. The challenges keep on coming, and that that's one of the things that Tortorell talks about, where you know you you ride the momentum as long as you can. Um, when the momentum stops, you try to correct it as soon as possible, and that's really that's really how you form an identity. And that's what they're they're working towards. They're they're certainly not there yet. Um, you know, I, I know the question came up in the in the locker room last night. Uh, you know, can this team make the playoffs? And I thought it was handled well. It's like you know what, I'm not even thinking about playoffs. That, that's uh, you know a, a, any more so than than worrying about the lottery than the middle stage of the season. I mean, the Flyers have, play itself out organically. Exactly, it, it's going to work out how it's going to work out. Uh, I, I'm. I still have no particular expectations in terms of wins and losses, but but I think in terms of finding finding a, not just identifying a process, but actually saying, hey, we're we're taking steps towards it, right? They're making they're making tangible progress, and to continue taking progressive steps is really, to me, still the goal for for the rest of the season. So we're we're seeing progress, and hopefully, they keep that progress going. Yeah, I mean, we're one game in to the second half of the season. There's still 40 games to go, a lot of runway left, a lot of opportunity for guys that have taken steps forward, like Owen Tippett, like Morgan Frost, like Cam York, and, and you know others, to n- show that this isn't just a stretch of games for them, but they can. this is what they can be at the NHL consistently and keep building upon that. And there's a lot of games left to do that. And Torts has said that, you know. You're not going to make a judgment now. It's it's not going to be a judgment on 12 games. It's not going to be a judgment on a first half. It's going to be a judgment on an entire season when they make decisions. But one thing we can say for sure, Bill, is that Travis Konechny, through the first half, he missed a couple of games because he had that kind of odd collision along the wall and had the hand injury. But what we can say about TK is he is playing his best hockey of his life. And I thought it was interesting because after the Washington game, Torts even said, you know, TK makes a lot of mistakes and some people really hung on to that. Like give the guy some credit. He gave him a ton of credit. And one of the things about TK is that, yeah, he makes mistakes, but he keeps pushing. And right now we're pushing the case for Konechny hashtag NHL all-star vote and Travis Konechny attached. You can get in on the action to push him to the all-star game because he is as deserving as anybody, not only on the flyers, obviously, but in the NHL with these numbers, he's putting up, they're stunning. Um, without, without a doubt, you know, in, in uh, the 19-20-20 season, he was on the, playing the All-Star game that year. And, uh, you know, Travis got off to just an unbelievably hot start that year and then played well till, you know, till the till the All-Star break and was deserving. This time he should be an absolute no-brainer to go. Um and and in the fan vote, I mean, he really he really does he really deserves to represent the the metro. And just in terms of, you know, it's one thing when a guy can compile some numbers because he has 
a couple of monster games that make up for make up for some you know stretches where there's a bunch of goose eggs. There's a lot of goose eggs there. He's been incredibly consistent, game to game to game. You've seen him grow as a player. Um, he, for example, for example, he's a threat on the, on the penalty kill. And, and he's now a regular penalty killer on the team. Um, and he's embracing being being part of the leadership group on the team. If uh, you know, Torch wanted to wait to give guys letters, I mean, I, I think that, that if that decision were made, Kinecki deserves an A on the, on the team. Um, so, you know, you, you've seen him really step step out, and he's only hitting his prime now. I mean, he's just 25 years old. And that, so he, he he could he could run with this for a while. I don't I don't think it's a fluke because of the amount of consistency he's had. And uh, you know you know I looked at it over a, a couple sample points because he has the the current ten game point streak where he has twenty points, averaging two points a game over the last ten. But it's not it's not just that, right? He has at least one point in thirteen of the last fourteen games, twenty four the last twenty seven games. You know that that's. Uh, He's kept this going. I mean, he's he's never re- he never really had a a genuine cold spell. He just had a, a you know a game here, a game there, or or just nothing. You know, just hasn't gone in for. Him. But uh, you know, and if you look at what he did last game here uh, against Washington, the front end of the home and home, he's only the fourth player in franchise history, history, franchise history to have a a uh, even strength, uh, shorthanded, and a power play goal in the same game. Recky did it twice. The other two were Clark and McLeish. That's a pretty good company right there. Yeah. The empty netter counts as a power play goal because there was that uh, power play late in the game. And, you know, 36 games played this season, 24 goals already, 22 assists, 46 points. He's playing more minutes than he's ever played, uh, 20 minutes and 14 seconds per game. Five power play goals, seven power play assists, and three shorthanded goals and, th- and two shorthanded assists. Uh, just an unbelievable run that he's on. And like you said, there's no signs of it slowing down. He's only gone. I brought this up several times, Bill. I think it's the most impressive element of his game log this year is that he's only gone back-to-back games without a point once. And that was San Jose earlier this year. And then, uh, well, the game prior was Nashville. He actually played a really good game that game and played over 21 minutes. And then the San Jose game way back in October. But since then, it's just been just stunning yeah. numbers and doing it in all ways. And even last year, you know, Bill, when he wasn't scoring, he was piling up some assists. But I think a lot of credit's got to be given to Danny Briere here. Because I remember you mentioned this late last season. You were kind of the one that broke this. That he met with Danny. He's playing a little too much perimeter hockey. And he's yeah. got to get inside. That's where goals are scored. And he's got to get inside and show that inside-out game. Danny really showed him that on film and talked to him about it and the analytics of it. And, boy, that seems to have cracked a major code with him. And, all kudos go to Danny Briere on that as well. No, for, for sure. Uh, Danny is a guy who transformed his own career, right? And, and, and because he was very hockey smart. So, you know, and, and, and uh, this is a great example of how players can make use of analytics and video in combination. Um, you know, Konechny saw, saw the shot locations and then he backed and looked at video. And saw where he was actually shooting the puck from, and when when Konechny was going through that spell where he just could not put the puck in the net, he was shooting from outside the dots a lot. Um, and, and he made a conscious effort. I'm going to get inside more. 
Uh, and till till it became something he didn't have to think about, it just became, you know, part of part of his, his game, part of how he's adjusted his game. Um, you know, Danny worked with him and helped him, but uh, and, and Torts has pushed him, but but most of the credit has to go to the player himself, as as always, right? When a, when a player does that, it's really the, the player puts in the work. Um, you know, Danny Danny's helped other guys too. I mean, I, I think part of part of Frost emerging started with Danny too. Um, so, you know, I, I think that when you have a guy who's been there and, and done that and experienced some struggles in his own career and, and turned it in, into uh, a positive where he emerged certainly as, in Danny's case, one of the best playoff performers of his era, you know, and, and had this couple 30 goal seasons as a flyer. I think, I think that carries some weight, you know, and, and, um, and they have, they have people that crunch the numbers and, and run the video. It, it, it takes it takes a team. It takes a larger team to you know to do it. But uh, yeah, Danny is certainly a, a big piece of it. And I think the other piece of it too, Jason, is the conditioning side. Yeah. Uh, when when we saw we saw Travis the Beacon, my God, he looks ripped. He he looks you know just just all muscle. And uh, so he added some strength. And so much of that work was put in. Before day one of training camp, yeah, and uh, you you can see you can see the way he's benefited from it. And incidentally, in in, um, in putting the video work and and putting the um, you know the analytics to it and making it making it happen on the ice, that's something that other that's a model other players can follow too. Yeah, the thing about him is he came in so well conditioned, and he plays a game that is such an energy game. Yeah. You know, a, a tenacious game is maybe a, a good way to put it. He's just always coming. He's always on it and trying. And, and like Torch said, he's going to make some mistakes. He's got risk to his game. Uh, but when you're, you know, producing the way you are, and I love the fact that Torch just said, you know, he's going to make mistakes, but he doesn't, you know, just live on the mistake. He just keeps going. And I think that's, that amnesic mentality is really important for players in today's game because hockey's full of mistakes. And the hockey is a game of mistakes. Yeah. And the the players who really succeed on a grand scale, they're they're not afraid to break some eggs. And and when that happens, they just put it aside and, and, and keep rolling. There there are guys on the team, I think, still have a little ways to go till till they're there. Yeah. Um I'll I'll use Morgan again as an example. So there there's the game against Toronto where you know he the result of the goal that made it uh, three to two, I think. Um, and uh, or it was the Timmons goal. And he mm-hmm. tried to make, he tried to do a little too much in the offensive zone. You know, he, he, he tried to make two moves, be two defenders and he, and he lost the puck to the second. It goes the other way. And ultimately that ends up in the net. Um, then, then he had the turnover deep in his own end because I think he was doing a little too much to try to make up for it. He was trying to help out down low, but then he then he made a little bit of a panicky play, and, and it ends up that ends up in the net too. Um, where what Tortorella said, in addition to, you know, maybe you, you get back and you save the day on, on the back check, but but even if you don't, you know, next time you're in a position to make a play, make a play, right? Mm-hmm. I, I thought in the Buffalo game, Morgan played really well defensively. But he, he was a little bit safe when he had the puck. Where, where I think what him to get to is more where Konechny is, where 
you know what? There's a mistake. Forget it. Just just roll roll on. Don't don't get conservative. Obviously, you don't take ridiculous risks, but uh, but take take the risks. And and if you break some eggs again, that's going to happen. That that's part of playing with skill. And Konechny, but Konechny's always had that. Konechny's mm-hmm. always had that. That uh, you know, even 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 when he wasn't as productive, he would still go out and and uh, try to make plays, try to make things happen. He he's always had the mentality. You go back to when Dave Hackstall was his coach, and Hack yep. Hack and uh, and TK really really went through a process together. But um, you know, but but eventually there was a, a a confidence in the player that started started to grow over the latter part of the period. Certainly, certainly Vino went through a little bit of a process too with Konechny, but mm-hmm. came to realize because the because that was his first All Star season, it was Av's first year here. You know what, like. Mm-hmm. Um, I have trusted him that, uh, you know, that he knows what he's doing out there and he's playing with confidence and he's making plays. Uh, that confidence went, went away to a degree in terms of shooting the puck. Yeah. It took a long time to figure out what was the root cause. As, as we just talked about the front end of this, he found it, he corrected it. And now he's playing the best hockey of his career. And that, that's something that that's a kudos to him, but B other players can draw on. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he's a guy that pushes the pace. But one of the things that we looked at coming into this season was team speed. And, you know, you see some teams that can just absolutely fly up and down the ice. Speed is only good when you use it properly. And, you know, the notion of skating fast is one thing, playing fast is another. And sure. playing the team game fast has certainly sped up. You know, Torts talked about it in training camp. Is one of the things he was critical of Cam York about was I don't want those D to D passes when you get the puck back on the defense, you know, off a turnover in the neutral zone or just inside your blue line. I want to go right away again and put the stress on the opponent right away. And when you do that, you you don't allow your opponent to fall into structure either in the neutral zone or the offensive zone. And you're dictating the terms and you got such a better chance of making something happen, especially if you got a couple shooters out there on the ice as well, that you can get the puck to in a spot. And that's been a huge difference too. And connecting is a guy who pushes pace by constantly making those reads and getting up the ice and an option for that D for the quick up. And it's, that's really paid dividends that to me, that's one of the biggest elements that I've seen this team embrace that that's been different playing fast. No, no doubt. And, and New York's been a big part of that. Yeah. He's a great um, passer. That's, that's passer. One of the biggest adjustments that he's made in his game. Um, and gets the puck up to forward quickly, and, and they're off. And and you know they're getting through the neutral zone faster. Um, you know it, it, it's quickness more more so than pure speed. Remember the, you know the, it's an old adage that the puck moves faster than anybody can skate. Yep. And they've been moving the puck much 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 better with support too. I mean, you know sometimes sometimes you don't have the long stretch pass, but you have the the ten the ten foot pass. Um, they've been making those a lot better. Um, in stride in stride so they so they've been breaking out much too and they've been having fewer shifts where as a result they're just trying to chip it out of the zone which and this thing is hard to do there's a lot of failed clears not just the flyers you can look 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 around the league if you're just trying to chip out that's not you know and you also have in the back of your mind you don't want it to go over the glass for for you know for a delay of game penalty so chipping it out is almost a last resort you break out if you possibly can, and they've been breaking out so 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 much better. That's uh, that, that's been a big key to to that recent run of success. 
One of the things Torts did recently, Bill, was he took all the iPads off the bench. You know, players in this generation have worked on skills so much. It, it's become such a skill game. But hockey is also a game that's got a ton of feel to it and a rhythm. And sometimes when you go on the bench after your shift and you got your face in that iPad, you're not seeing what's going on out there. You're not, you know, observing and digesting the next two shifts before you go back out. And if you're on the bench, you had a good shift and you got your face in that iPad and your next two lines go out and they're in on the four check and they're really, you know, getting pucks deep and and banging and, and, you know, taking the soul of their opponent. You need to know that. So you go, okay, I, I don't need to carry the puck here. Let's keep chipping it and just keep banging them. And let's take their soul on a stick here and, and grab the territorial advantage and taking those iPads off the bench. I don't know that any other coaches have done that. I haven't heard that. I haven't really looked for that information, but I, I think that's a coach knowing his team and, you know, knowing that if their heads in it and it's a collective here, then that can only be beneficial. And I think it's a, a really interesting move and, and one that seems to be paying dividends. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and actually, you know, um, you see even some coaches now are watching uh, watching the last play on, on the bench as they're, you know. You lose feel <laughs> if you do that. A lot of times it's assistants. But um, yeah, I mean, there there's something to be there's something to be said for it. I, I see both sides of it. Some some players like that instant to see what went right or wrong on, on the last shift, and they don't want to they don't want to wait till intermission. And it, it, it's a personal preference. Some guys don't use it. Some guys use it. Um, but I see towards this point in terms of you know don't worry, don't look back. Look what's going on now. You're trying part. It's a big part of momentum in hockey is building. Building up, building one shift on top of the next, right? The the line before you maybe the, you know, as you said, they get in the forecheck, and um, you had a couple shifts in a row, and you follow that up to keep doing keep doing what's working, or if it's turning turning against you a little bit, you know, we you feel that, and maybe you make a different play, maybe you slow it, maybe you slow it down a little bit, you know, and that's part of it too. You you, you know when you know. You know how how the momentum is looking in the game when you're actually watching the game, and you yeah. can actually think about you can think about your next shift rather than dwelling on on your previous shift. Yeah. Um, so there there is something to be said for it. Um, you know the the game in general, sports in general, are moving more and more and more high tech, more and more instant feedback. So this is actually a little counter to what's going on. I'd say, you know generally around the league and generally in sports. Yeah, you see um, in the NFL a ton. I mean, they're on their, those iPads. And you see it in baseball. A lot of, a lot of players uh, leave the dugout. They go up to the clubhouse to watch their last at bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you lose, you lose a little bit about, okay, is the pitcher starting to get a little up in the zone? Is he, you know, you know, because you're, you're very focused on your own, your own, uh, and your battle, yeah. yeah. So, so you, there, there's a trade-off that you make. Maybe, yeah. maybe there is something technical you pick up, but maybe you also lose the flow of, of how things how things are going uh, at, at, a, at a given time. And so much, so much of sports is that that flow and that momentum. Especially so, in hockey. Oh well, hockey. I'd say hockey more so than any other sport. Hockey's yeah, be- really. Hockey's really a game of runs and mini runs, right? Yeah, it's momentum having it, getting it back, and and the thing is too is. 
you know, if you're watching the iPad and you're not watching the shifts before, you know, in a second period, you may catch a line that's been out there a while and you're going to handle the situation differently if you got tired legs when you get on the ice or, you know, this a situation where, you know, sometimes it's paralysis by analysis. You you look at how they defended you on this rush chance and then you got it in your head that they're going to defend you that way again. And if they don't, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, it's. It's it's interesting because, like you know, some guys when it comes to shootouts in the NHL, for example, like to know what a goalie is trying to do or a goalie trying to, you know, he likes to know what certain shooters usually do. But if they don't do that, then you're behind a little bit because your expectation is there. And sometimes you got to just go on instinct. And I think that's what Torts is, is kind of pointing to. I want my players to play with their head in the game and play on instinct and not worry so much about the other team. Let's worry about us. I mean, he yeah. repeats that quite a bit. He always says, ask me about my team. I don't care about the other team. I can't determine what they do. I can only do, help what my team's going to do. No, for sure. Torts is uh, – a, a lot of coaches are, are kind of like that, but they'll, they'll at least entertain a, a question about an opposing player or, or mm-hmm. adjusting an opposing player. Fritz won't even touch it. Won't even touch it. It, it. It's all it's all focused on his own team, um, and you can understand that. I mean, you're you know it, it's his it's his job to prepare his players to play against certain guys and get the right guys out there to play against them. Yeah. So yeah, it, it really it really you you can't have too much information. You can have somebody too much in your head. I mean, it, it, you should obviously respect an opponent and their skill guys. But also I just think sometimes it's too much respect. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got to take it as it comes. You, you can't be worried about how they're preparing. You got to prepare your own group. Um, last thing, Bill, you know, one of the things I've seen quite a bit on social media and I probably should engage it by that and Facebook and Twitter and wherever is this notion because Sam Harrison's got four straight wins has performed very well. Uh, almost had the shutout, was 40 seconds away against Anaheim, then got the goose egg against the highest scoring team in the league in the Sabres with 28 saves against uh, Buffalo on Monday night. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I know there's a desire from fans a lot of times to anoint a guy really quick because you get excited. I get it. And sometimes there's a cost, you know, uh, to that as well. One guy's great. Another guy's not. Now he's expendable. And this notion that well, they could trade Carter Hart. They could get a haul. Get you know, he could accelerate this rebuild by trading him. I love what Arison's doing. You know, I've talked about him quite a bit here from the preseason on and my conversations with him and his mentality. Uh, but I, I think some people may be losing sight of what you have in Carter Hart. I was happy to hear Tort say Hart's my number one goalie. It, there's no controversy here, even if Arison continues to play well. Hart's the guy, and. Yeah. You know, even though his numbers aren't eye-popping this year, if you've watched the games, he's performed extremely well. That save he makes on Ovechkin in the first period on the breakaway, and make no mistake, it's bigger because it's Ovechkin. (laughs) And that's a huge moment in that game. Fans usually only get out of their seat for goals and fights and stand up. They stood up after that save. That was a huge one. I don't want it to get lost at how good Carter's been. Oh, no, 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 without a doubt, you know, um, yeah, his numbers were eye popping early. Yep, but uh, it was unsustainable. <laughs> you know, and and um, and the thing is too is that sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, like last night, his save percentage ended up under under ninety for the night. But when they needed a timely save that he could possibly make, you know, um, 
Uh, he, he, was, he was making them, and it, it, so much of it's about so much about when you get beat and and, and when you make the save, and uh, you know how a play, particular play unfolds. Yeah, that that breakaway save that was that was a big part of the Flyers' tremendous momentum in that first period. The Flyers dominated the period, but you get scored on there. Very, very possibly, it's a whole different period, different yeah. game, right? And uh, I mean, Hart's been Hart's been really, really good for the team. Um, you know, everybody everybody gets excited about Erson, and and of course, let's let's remember that uh, Sam and that that first start in Carolina was having a, a rough debut. You yeah. know, I mean, Get he showed five. mental toughness coming back mm-hmm. out, but he's gonna have those nights too, where. Yeah. He's got four pucks behind him, and there's been 16 shots, and can't really blame him on any of them, or or, or maybe one he could have stopped at three where he had no chance. He's going to have those nights too, and he's going to have those. He's going to have times where you know, there's going to be the little mechanical adjustments he has to make. The league adjusts to him; he adjusts back. It, it's a it's, it's a, like a pitcher's first going, run through the majors. There's no book yet. Going, yeah, exactly. Uh, teams teams are now starting to get some pre scouts on him. Mm-hmm. They'll start playing teams for a second time. Yep. And uh, you didn't you know, I, mean, I mean, Carter got off to a great start. Um, one of the first couple starts and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, as a rookie. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing yes. thing. And, uh, you know, I, I call it the Robbie Moore effect. If you, if you remember, if you remember Robbie, the late Robbie Moore in the late set. And if you look at his numbers, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of crazy from that first year with the Flyers. You know, the uh, he just uh, had a couple shutouts. He had a goals against of about 140. It was it was crazy, but it was such a small sample size. You know, he was Robbie was a, was a very good AHL goalie, not really an NHL guy, but fans got very excited. And there there wasn't an you know there wasn't an internet or or even talk radio yet at that point. But uh, you know. But they had a had a nice news cycle, then you know in the papers. Oh, Robbie Moore is he is he going to take the over? Next one, yeah. Is is he the next one? And and so you know I, you you watch the game long enough, and you, and you see guys come up, and they they make a great impression, and it, it doesn't last. And I and I I I, I too have confidence that Sam Erson is going to be a damn good NHL goalie for yeah, for a long time, as long as he stays healthy. I think he has all the makings of that. But you don't annoy him right away, and off. And you certainly don't trade Carter Hart based off of a few games from, from a young goalie. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to Dilly uh, a little bit at the uh, Capitals game and was talking to him about his mental, you know, the way his approach and how calm he is. And I asked Dilly, I said, how much of, you know, that is part of, you know, your draft evaluation on a guy and all that? And he said, it's it's absolutely huge. Of course, you have the technical and the physical elements and all that and but he said Urs has just got a, a great demeanor in the way he approaches the game mentally. And he's got something that uh, not a lot of goalies have is a little bit of swagger to him, yeah. a little bit of cool factor and confidence. But there's a fine line there, too. You, know, you can't be overconfident. And he said, I'd rather I'd rather pull a guy back a little bit than push him to be have a little swagger. And I thought that was interesting. And the other thing with Carter, too, in that Washington game in particular, I thought, there was several opportunities at Washington where they really did a good job layering screens on him, but his yeah. positioning in the middle of the net based on where the shot was coming from. And he's not seeing those pucks they're hitting them, but that's yeah. just because he's making the proper read and, and getting into that spot where, 
even if I don't see the puck on a layered screen like that, I'm going to, I'm going to have a good chance to make a save. Uh, he was excellent in that game. I think there was about four of them. And that, yeah, no doubt. And that, that was, that was something he adjusted between starts, probably watch video for the Toronto mm-hmm. game. And, and, uh, and 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 got back on the horse with it uh, because he's usually always in the right position because as you said because it, sometimes you're not going to see him um the, there were two goals in that Toronto game it was Timmins goal from the point um and then there was the the shorthanded goal and he was partially screened on both but if but if he's in the right position there he he probably makes both of those saves yeah he was and slightly off kilter. Marty Biron brought that up on my Stick to Hockey live show, that yeah. he was a little off his angle on that shorthanded one off the faceoff. Yeah, yeah, and and so watched it, and and uh, you know was uh, and he adjusted, and that's uh, that's really again, it, it, hockey's so much a game, especially where goalies are concerned, as you know, of adjustments and counter adjustments, yeah. and 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 Carter is such a positional goalie yeah. that. Uh, you know where he makes some pretty tough saves look pretty routine, so that was that was a really really nice thing to see where he got right back on the horse after after one of his few truly subpar games yeah. season, he he got that corrected. So you know uh, people were saying, well, why not go back to Urson right after right after a shutout? They they had they had the feel that that Carter needed to be back out there and, and would would have a good game and he and he did just that he, even though the numbers won't show that because they yeah. was, again because he didn't see a ton of shots yeah but yeah, uh, sometimes that's the, so. yeah i mean go back and look at his some of his games in his rookie year i've done this and look at the adjustments in his game they are so pronounced yeah. he was all precision and you know precise movements early on and it benefited him but boy has he learned how to go into uh, different save selections and compete mode uh, with the spread in particular and the double seal on pucks below the goal line. He's added those two things to his game. And I know he didn't like adding the spread at first, but boy, he's used it to perfection. Um, everybody needs to go on Twitter and vote at uh, hashtag NHL all-star vote and then put Travis Konechny's full name in there. That will get a vote to send TK to the all-star game. Boy, is he having a great year. Bill, this was awesome stuff. Special appearance. You'll be back on Monday because that's what we do. Mondays with Meltzer. Everybody reads Bill's stuff on uh, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. And we shall talk to you tomorrow on a brand new edition of Flyers Dale. Where will you go when this day is over? A gambler's purse lays on the road. Straight to your door Snakes have gone crazy tonight Winding 